welcome to another episode of the Scrumcast. I'm Roy Vandewater. I'm Clayton Lengelzigich. I'm Derek Neighbors. And joining today is Jerry Kirk to talk about personal Kanban. Hey guys. How's it going? So I guess my, my first question for you, Jerry, is what is the big difference between personal Kanban and regular Kanban? Sure. So for those who are familiar with, with, with Kanban, um, it's personal Kanban is really taking a lot of um, the same benefits, you know, the visibility that Kanban provides, understanding the nature of your work, but really applying it to the context of the individual. Um, as individuals, um, our work is a lot different than um, when we're on a team. We have a lot of competing things coming at us, whether it's stuff in the workplace or stuff at home. Um, and you know our projects tend to be um, a lot smaller in nature and perhaps not so predictable. So um, what personal Kanban does is takes all of the good stuff from Kanban, but allows individuals really to manage you know all these competing um, interests for their attention and and try to get some focus and flow in, in their own personal lives, and and really not trying to make a difference between you know what we do professionally and what we do personally, but really manage all of that. So I, I had somebody ask me the other day um, on the Scrumcast if we would do an episode um, talking about what it's like to be a freelance or an individual developer and could you do Scrum or Agile or Lean or Kanban or something similar if you were the only person on a team. Have you seen anybody really kind of use personal Kanban to, to do um, project work, not necessarily personal work? Well, speaking as a self-employed consultant, um, I do use it in my own life to manage a lot of different priorities. Um, I've got consulting work, I've got coaching work that I do, I've got marketing and sales I have to handle. You know, um, now getting into doing workshops on personal Kanban. So some of these are projects, some of these are different topics and things I need to pay attention to. And uh, so I, I use personal Kanban to to stay on top of uh, of all of that. And um, certainly, I've used it in in smaller projects with you know like one other one other person. Um, so whether it's an individual or just a, a, a small team, um, it can really be flexible and adaptable to what you need. So when you're using personal Kanban for these uh, for for like marketing and for um, for the engagements that you're trying to promote. Do you have a? Do you do that? Do you separate that out from like the Kanban you would use at home for chores and for that type of work, or do you throw it all in one big pile? Or how do you handle that? Well, the great thing I like about personal Kanban is it's it's a it's a model that reflects your life. It's not like you're trying to fit a model. I think that's a really important distinction between personal Kanban and say other things like getting things done and, and other models that really have a, a more defined structure. So in in my case. Um, I use a digital tool to manage most of that stuff. Um, but at home, um, my wife and I have our own, um, you know, very more traditional um, post-it style on the board, on the wall um, approach to managing home life. And so, um, so we use that to create visibility. And, and, and <laughs> I found actually it's been really good at dealing with um, missed expectations, and which actually was what prompted us to try it in the first place was, you know, we were having some friction around different expectations, things we wanted to do, and it really helped to improve communication. So yes, personal comment can help save your marriage. And um, 
so what I do is is stuff that's you know on my say my today column at home. I'll put that into my um, personal Kanban for you know my my digital stuff, and that way it doesn't get lost. So there's some duplication there, but that way it serves you know multiple purposes for different people. Uh, how do you handle the like the discipline aspect of it? I feel like every time I've ever tried to do any sort of you know framework or process or any sort of thing to kind of keep track of my life or anything like the things I need to do. I always feel like I'm not disciplined enough and it just kind of goes by the wayside. Um, you know, how do you manage those kind of concerns? Well, I mean, we all have those moments, right? Um, but I guess what I've found with, with um, personal Kanban is that it continues to evolve for me. So it really reflects what I want to see. And sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I'm discovering that um, I'm not getting clarity and visibility around things I want. So recently, you know, it wasn't working for me because I just had this mishmash of stuff floating through and, you know, it wasn't really clear to me where I was spending the majority of my time. So I redesigned my board to, to show me that, you know, am I actually spending time on personal growth um, by giving that, you know, its own... Uh, sticky color and and laying on the board. So what I what I really try to do is be clear on on what I'm trying to learn. So it's not just about getting things done, but it's what I want to discover that I find um, gives me the motivation to to use it because it's it's giving me insight into answer answering questions that I have, and I found that at home as well um, with with my wife and I. Um, there was one time where. We felt like, you know, we've got a young family and we're pretty insular. Um, we'd like to, you know, spend more time in the community and with, with uh, friends and so on. And so we, we actually, you know, made that visible on the board. We created a lane for that to see where we were actually, where we actually spending any time on that. And it helped us to be more accountable to that goal. So um, I think if you have goals and objectives um, in, in managing your time, then personal karma will help you to achieve those. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious why, you know, it seems like, you know, personal Kanban stuff has really um, kind of been taking off popularity wise. Uh, why do you think that there isn't a personal scrum? You know, why didn't anyone think of that? Well, I mean, sc- scrum is really um, like more of a, a, a team focus, right? I mean, you've got things in it like product owners, and there's a lot more. There's a lot more structure to it, a lot more ceremonies, a lot more roles, a lot more stuff to it, um, and it, it's it's a lot more. It's designed for a certain purpose. Whereas I, I see um, again, and, and you have to fit within that structure. So I, I don't really see Scrum as uh, something that I'm, I've never been able to to you know plan my personal life in a in a time box. Um, life is just not that predictable for me, and I think for most people. So I think that's a lot of reasons why Scrum is just not conducive to one's personal life because you know things happen, right? Whether it's with stuff with the kids at home or things that come up, and life is constantly throwing stuff at you. And so you need a system that allows you to see clearly what's going on. Um, you know, much like when we're in a car, we have lots of information radiators, whether it's our gas gauge or our GPS or our speedometer, that are giving us real-time information that we can use to make um, important decisions. And I think something like Hanban is flexible enough 
that it can make visible to you what's important to you um, so that you can make um, you can do the right thing at the right time so when a when a normal team is implementing Kanban, they have the the concept of lanes, right? And then usually one of the lanes would be like uh, development, for example. And usually you apply WIP limits to those lanes, right? And then in the case of development, you usually apply a WIP limit that is or clo- uh, that actually is or is close to the number of the developers on the team. So you can really only have if you have a development team of five, then there's only really five things that can be worked on at any one time. It's it seems to me that if you were to have a single developer working on that, is is there no longer a concept of lanes or a concept of a whip limit? It's just one item per lane at a time because you can only really work on one thing at a time? That would be called GTD. <laughs> <laughs> GT, Derek, the GTD well, evangelist. <laughs> well, on a personal combine board, you're, you're typically looking at stuff at a task level more than at a story level. Right, a lot of the stuff tends to be pretty pretty granular. Whether it's you know going to the grocery store, or picking up the kids from school, or you know doing some volunteer um, assignment that you've got with with your extracurriculars, and it's so a, a lot of PK stuff is is really about keeping track of, of of those things. And so what I've found in in working with a lot of people in this, and, and my wife included. That you know, typically with to-do lists and whatnot, they're just endless, and um, we don't really get a sense for what we can accomplish in a certain amount of time. So, one of the powerful things that I've seen is um, having a column called "Today" and starting to collect data over time that will show me how much stuff I can really get done in a day. So, rather than being really hopeful and being disappointed at the end of the day that you know I only got six out of ten things done. Um, I can discover well. Actually, six is my natural limit, um, and then I can I can be more realistic with my time and actually have greater satisfaction in getting what I had done planned. You had mentioned having um, things like personal growth, and I, I think I've seen a lot of blog posts about that. You know, going beyond the kind of uh, typical example of keeping track of your chores, but you know, including things like um, you know, <clears throat> learning new things and increasing your knowledge in some area, whatever. Um, do you find that if you might have a task, you spoke at kind of a, it's at a granular, granular level. Do you ever have a task that maybe you go, you know, start working on that and maybe it's not as small as you thought. Um, maybe there's a lot more to it. You know, how do you, uh, how do you manage those kind of things where the task size maybe changes the more, you know? Sure. Well, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of, of a, you know, a Kanban board, whether it's for personal or, or otherwise is it's really a canvas canvas that you can create and continue to to alter so um, I've had times where I create you know a horizontal lane dedicated to one particular project or activity um, because I want to keep track of that so for example with a lot of these workshops that I'm doing now, um, each workshop has its own lane, so I can keep track of you know um, what what are we doing in terms of marketing, you know the logistics around you know lining up the location and that kind of thing. So it gives me just visibility into where I'm spending attention on on each of the um, particular workshops. So, and that's just one way to do it. There's there's so many different ways, and what I really enjoy about you know doing these workshops is is everyone's got different ideas as to how they want to visualize their work and um, the excitement is is really in creating something that reflects you that that's what I think motivates people to do it is it really does reflect who who they are and who they want to be right what's important to them so is there 
any concept of something like release planning? Like you'd mentioned that you, you might throw like a day's worth of stuff into one lane so you can keep track of how much you do in a day. But let's say you have a longer term project like building a deck or something that's going to require multiple days and multiple smaller granular tasks to complete. And you break those apart into the smaller tasks and pull those in. How do you keep track of them and how do you generate a kind of estimate on when you're going to be completed with the overall grouping of tasks or however you want to call that? Well, you know, it's again, it's there's no one particular way to do it. Um, but certainly, you know, long term planning is an important piece, right? Sometimes as agilists, we can get a little mired in the, the immediacy of, of things that need to get done and forget the long term view. So, um, so for example, um, some of the things that we'll, we'll tackle is you know, we'll introduce some of the you know Franklin Covey stuff um, around you know the four quadrants of effectiveness and you know the urgent versus the important and all those kinds of things. And so, again, you can you can use the board to reflect what's important to you. So, for example, if you've got certain you know really important things that you're wanting to get to. Um, you can create um, space in your board to show which of the items you're working on, you know, aligns with those goals, for instance, um, so that they're not getting lost, you know. Or I've seen other people create uh, again, create different um, uh, horizontal lanes on their board that are dedicated to certain projects or certain or, or certain goals. Um, it's really just about creating visibility and and. However, you want to do that um, is really up to you, and, and of course, you can keep experimenting with that to find out, you know, what what's the right fit. So, a, de- a developer that might implement this probably is already working very hard throughout the week to to improve his efficiency there. Now that the developer is also maximizing all of his off time, a- have you seen the these types of people start to get burned out, and that they're now using up all of their time to the to the maximum, but they're not actually taking any time to to rest? <sighs> That's, that feels like me sometimes. <laughs> um, well, I guess what I would what I would say there is um, it's important not only to to plan things and to execute, but to reflect. Right. So, um, from a PK point of view, the done column actually provides a really great opportunity to reflect on where am I spending my time. You know. Um, you can use that to see, you know, what things did I do that were satisfying, you know, which were, which were draining, um, which, what are the things that I'm avoiding? So, you know, or, you know, uh, am I, am I just, yeah, am I just working on things that, that I think have to get done and and I'm not doing the things that, that I really want to do. So, is there anything that you would like the listeners to know, or is there anything you're currently working on that you'd like to share with us? Yes. Um, this year, Jim Benson, one of the um, authors of Personal Combine, and I are embarking on a series of, of workshops um, across the U.S. and into into Europe for the first time. So we're really excited about that. Um, you know, there's been a lot of interest in, in personal combine at conferences and so on and and so now the, the next logical step is to help people um, use uh, use what they're learning um, in, the, in the book and so on the book has now been out for just over a year and um, so we're doing workshops which you can find at personalkanban.com uh, awesome well thank you for joining us thank thanks you. for having me
Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Would you like to chat about this topic a bit more? Check out the Agile Weekly Facebook fan page where you can discuss this episode with the hosts and other listeners.